Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd. Coming up, Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas on violence in the Metro and during the January 6th Capitol riot. Plus, lead poisoning still poses a public health risk in the Midwest, since many lead-based water service lines to homes are unaccounted for. The Biden administration plans to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in Missouri and Kansas to locate and remove those pipes. Well, I think a lot of people are flabbergasted that no one's even bothered to try to figure out how many lead service lines there are in their community or in their state. But first, some headlines. The Kansas Supreme Court said yesterday civil rights groups challenging the state's congressional redistricting map failed to prove it unfairly divided communities of color. When the decision was first announced last month, those civil rights groups said they would not appeal it. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports. The civil rights groups argued the new Kansas districts dilute the votes of people of color and Democratic strongholds. But the court said they did not prove the Republican-dominated legislature used race to draw the maps. And the state constitution lets lawmakers consider partisanship when creating districts. The court issued a ruling in May, but did not include a full explanation until now. The map will be in place for the next 10 years. It could make it harder for the state's only Democrat in Congress, Sharice Davids, to hold her seat. Yesterday was the start of in-person absentee voting in Missouri, ahead of the primary election in August. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV has more. Registered voters who will not be able to vote on August 2nd can cast a ballot Monday through Fridays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Kansas City Board of Elections on Lower Level B of Union Station. Missouri allows for absentee voting if you are sick, caring for someone who is, or if you're out of town on Election Day. To vote, you need a driver's license or other valid ID. A list of acceptable forms of ID is available at kceb.org absentee. The deadline to register for this election is July 6. The Environmental Protection Agency outlawed new lead pipes in 1986. More than 30 years later, the Biden administration will spend billions removing the pipes. Missouri is expected to get $250 million, while Kansas is expected to get $164 million. The problem is, some water utilities don't know where all the pipes are. The Missouri Independent's Allison Kite reports for the Midwest Newsroom. In 2017, Trenton, Missouri officials were faced with a crisis. Lead had been seeping undetected into the residents' drinking water from their service lines, or pipes, for three years. Ron Erton is the city administrator and oversees Trenton's municipal water utility. It was kind of a, um, you know, a surprise for us because we, we, everything was going good. Um, hadn't had any, you know, when we'd taken our lead test previously, everything had been fine. Lab results showed Trenton's water exceeded federal standards for lead, putting the city's children at risk for lead poisoning. The culprit? A chemical switch Trenton's municipal water utility made back in 2014. It added monochloramine to disinfect its water, replacing chlorine, which has some harmful byproducts. But monochloramine can corrode lead pipes, releasing the toxic metal into residents' water. That changed the water chemistry enough. It started to pull that lead out of the lines. Nobody told us that. That surge in contamination posed a public health concern. 
lead is a neurotoxin that affects thousands of kids each year in the Midwest. It can cause ADHD and a loss of IQ points. Eric Olson is a senior strategic director for the Natural Resources Defense Council. Unfortunately, it's a lot like drinking your water from a lead straw because these pipes, they're about the thickness of a garden hose um, and they snake through your front yard. And if it's made out of lead, um, some of that lead is gonna get into your drinking water, it's inevitable. Like many water utilities, Trenton doesn't know where all of its lead service lines are. The EPA outlawed new lead service lines in 1986, but except in rare cases, it did not require utilities to remove old ones or even track where they were. State governments have little information on where lead pipes remain. Limited surveys required under a 2018 law count 194,000 service lines, either made of or including lead, in Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, and Missouri. But a study drawing from two American Water Works Association surveys estimates more like 747,000 pipes. The NRDC says those four states have some of the most lead service lines per capita. Well, I think a lot of people are flabbergasted that no one's even bothered to try to figure out how many lead service lines there are in their community. The EPA has never required a full inventory of lead service lines until now, according to Jeff Pinson with the Missouri Department of Natural Resources. Initial inventories are due in late 2024. Once we start doing this for at least, you know, maybe six to eight years, we'll have a lot better idea of, uh, you know, the, the amount of lead services that we do have in Missouri. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden's administration wants to remove the lead lines within the decade. States are waiting for guidance from the EPA on how utilities should conduct their inventories, which may include scouring old records, surveying homeowners, and as a last resort, digging up the pipes to check. Back in Trenton, City Administrator Ron Erton says the city will start by checking its old handwritten books and work orders for information on which houses may have lead pipes. He says the city never considered trying to locate them voluntarily before the EPA mandate. We have so much water main work we need to do, we can't afford already, that going and doing something extra wasn't even on the radar. After the city discovered its lead problem, it added corrosion controls in late 2018, and lead levels in the water came back down. This reporting is part of an investigative project with the Missouri Independent and the Midwest Newsroom called Unleaded, which examines lead poisoning in Midwestern children. You can learn more on our website, kcur.org. Between a deadly school shooting in Kansas and threats to schools in the metro, violence in Kansas City has been in the news lately. And Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas maintains gun violence is the biggest problem affecting the city right now. He spoke to KCUR's Danny Alexander about his thoughts on violence here and around the country, including federal gun violence legislation and the January 6th insurrection. Here's an edited version of their conversation on Up to Date. Last week, a number of schools in the metro shut down summer school and other activities for the day due to the threat of a mass shooting. The suspect in question is in custody now. What was happening at City Hall and in Kansas City that day? Were any steps taken in the district? Was KCPD taking any extra precautions? We always make sure that we take extra precautions, particularly in times like this. 
We work with the school districts throughout Kansas City in terms of safety protocols, ensuring both KCPD and, importantly, even the city through its emergency network can answer the questions. I was visiting with a school leader yesterday, and we were talking about how high school, which we were in only 21 years ago, was so different, right? The doors were locked to keep the kids from sneaking out, right, not to keep people from shooting up the school. We cannot tolerate that type of rhetoric. We need to push back at it, and I hope people continue to, or else you will continue to see, I think in some ways, these copycat messages, these copycat attacks, and absolutely no one standing in the way of our country arming itself up and more children being killed. And we saw that in Uvalde. There was also the shooting at the grocery store in Buffalo. Have you had a chance to look at the framework of the bipartisan legislation being drafted in Washington right now? Any thoughts on that? I have been able to look at the framework, and I support it. I hope that the 10 Republicans stay consistent on their support of that. I I just shudder to think of the country we live in now. As, as someone who wasn't necessarily the politics of a Bob Dole or Nancy Kassebaum or even Kit Bond back in the day, right? There's this mm-hmm. idea that Republicans won't just go for reasonable legislation to keep our communities safer. It's a huge problem. I would hope our junior senators in Missouri and Kansas actually get wise to it. I don't necessarily have optimism of such. Were you surprised to see Senator Blunt on the short list of Republicans? I'm not. I'm not. First of all, I think there's a reason that Senator Blunt is not running right now. I think he has seen what has become of the Republican Party. It is a terrible, terrible direction. It's shameful. But I think that in his final months in office, he's been able to be free to actually be somewhat reasonable. It's just frustrating that it's hard to find more than 10 senators who are able to do that on a consistent basis on things like not having our children murdered. It should not be that hard. And importantly, I think that's a message that we all need to share. Those of us who are reasonable people in politics need to share to remind voters of what these elections are about. They're not about all of the other weird stuff about Hunter Biden laptops. They are about keeping our children and our families safe. Well, let's turn to what else is going on in Washington, D.C. right now, and that's the January 6th committee hearings. On Twitter last week, you said, can't we stay focused on gun violence solutions, reproductive rights and the like? People in KC walk up to me concerned about their kids getting shot at school not a Mike Pence timeline. While gun violence and reproductive rights are obviously huge issues, some people took this as downplaying the seriousness of the hearings. What's your response to that? Yeah, I I read those uh, criticisms, and I take them um, validly. I think there are people who might have put it more artfully than I did, but I, uh, I stand by it in the sense that January 6th is very important. I watched the January 6th occurrence. I have read almost every report about it. I continue to read almost every report about it. But there is a frustrating part of American politics and rhetoric, really, where you have a chance to, to really push a message. Think about how defund the police went from being a liberal talking point to a Republican message that they bludgeoned on every single moment we talked about police reform. I heard it for a year and a half. You're a defunder. You're a defunder. You're a defunder. Their messaging was totally consistent. I think that it is very important for folks to say we do not want January 6th to happen again. We find President Trump and all of his silk, and I include Vice President Pence in this, by the way. I don't think he's quickly become heroic because he actually just showed up and did his job one day. But I think it's important for us while saying, yes, that's certainly a problem. It certainly commands attention to not lose sight of an important and clear message to me. And I've talked about guns a lot this morning because I think they are the primary problem in Kansas City. 
Every year, in excess of 150 people are killed in this city. In excess of about 80 people commit suicide, most of which by gun in this city, not to mention accidental deaths. That's just Kansas City, Missouri. Let's add our whole metro. You probably have 1,000 people individually touched, not to mention thousands more touched by the impact of it. I think that this is a time when people on the left should say, we actually have the reasonable argument. Our reasonable argument is that more people than not are pro-choice and respect a family's right to make an important decision. More people than not do not want gun massacres either on the streets of Kansas City or certainly at their children's schools. And that's a message that I think works not just in the inner city of Kansas City, but in Olathe and Chesterfield, Missouri, everywhere. If I got to run Democratic messaging, that's what I would be running with. But nobody lets me do that. That was Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas speaking to KCUR's Danny Alexander on Up to Date. You can hear their entire conversation at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit KCUR.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.